Dr. Nancy O'Reilly's groundbreaking book, In This Together, landed on bookstore shelves with a powerful message. When we work together, we can do absolutely anything. Guidance from 40 women leaders with specific strategies to help women advance their careers makes In This Together even more relevant today, especially with the pandemic's impact on women in the workforce. Take your career to the next level with Dr. Nancy O'Reilly's In This Together, now available on audiobook. Download your copy today. Bam. Wow. Happy Monday. Good morning, world. Welcome to episode 18 of the Reallyers Facebook Live podcast with the co-host of iHeartRadio's Passage to Profit show. That's Passage to Profit show and owners of Gearheart Law who emphasize on intellectual property rights, Richard and Elizabeth Gearheart and me, your host, Kevin Edwards. <laughs> good morning from the West Coast and good afternoon in New York, Gearhearts. How are we doing this morning? We're doing great. Actually, it's, it's, it's my birthday, so this is a great way to celebrate. This I won't a, tell you how old I am, though. <laughs> this is a first on the Reelers podcast. We're having a birthday boy today. <laughs> Folks, it's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one. All right, so, Gearhearts, I want to give people a little background about how we met. Um, we met through a mutual friend at a New York Giants game. Is that correct? Yes. So we we go to some of the Giants games. We go to the tailgates, and I met Joe Metcalf, and I told him about the show, and he said, you know, I have someone who might be really good for your show. So that's how we connected, and you happened to be in town for the UN meeting, and so it all worked out. Well, I was honored to come on the show. I was super nervous. I don't know if you knew that, but I came on the show uh, at iHeartRadio, and like you said, it's my first time being on the opposite side of uh, the interview. So um, it was very fun, very insightful. I learned a ton actually from just being there uh, in terms of what entrepreneurs have to go through in order to uh, patent, trademark, or copyright their product. Um, but now I want, I'm not gonna pretend like I know anything about intellectual property rights. That's something I'm gonna leave up to you. So Richard, happy birthday but you have two minutes to explain what you do. Go. Okay, well, <laughs> um, our, our main goal is to support entrepreneurs. So uh, I'm speaking about my role at, uh, at, at Gearheart Law, but also at Passage to Profit. Uh, just like you, we want to uh, try to encourage and support entrepreneurs in their entrepreneurial ventures and give people a little bit of a sense of what it's like to be entrepreneur and some of the different things that entrepreneurs uh, have to do. One of the things that entrepreneurs need to do is work or consider intellectual property. And there's three types of intellectual property. There's patents, there's trademarks, and there's copyrights. And so patents protect technology or inventions. And so a patent has a life of 20 years. You apply for a patent, it gets examined by the government, the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office. And uh, after the patent is granted, you have an exclusive right to uh, use your invention for a 20-year period. Mm -hmm. So this is, type of protection is very important for people who have consumer products or people who have new software programs or maybe have uh, a new life science uh, type of uh, a drug or medical device. Mm -hmm. And so for these types of entrepreneurs that have a new product that they're launching, they really need to consider 
you know, patent protection. Mm. And one other piece of this that I really want to mention is that um, if you are launching a new product, you want to first check and make sure that somebody else doesn't have a patent because they might be able to block you. So right. even if you decide you don't want a patent, it's usually a good idea to check and make sure first that somebody else doesn't have a patent so you don't run into problems two or three years down the road. So right. that's the first type of intellectual property protection. So um, the second type of intellectual property protection is for trademarks and trademarks protect brands. So the most famous uh, trademark is the Coca-Cola right. trademark, right? Everybody knows what uh, what uh, knows all about Coca-Cola. They they know that if they buy a Coca-Cola, it's coming from the Coca-Cola bottling company, and they know what it's going to taste like. And so the trademark sort of is a source indicator. It in, it's a, indicates which company is making the product. And so as you, as an entrepreneur progresses and they have a name and a brand, they want to protect that too. Mm -hmm. And then <clears throat> the final type of intellectual property protection is a copyright and that protects uh, original works of authorship. And so that would be, for example, music, uh, photographs, uh, writing, anything that has an, an artistic expression is protected with a copyright. Mm. So. So, um, so there, <laughs> well, it's important stuff. I mean, if, uh, if you have an idea and you want to go out there and, um, like you said, first you got to check to see if someone else has it and then go to, um, a intellectual property attorney. Is that the right, is that the correct term? Yeah, absolutely. Patent attorney? Mm -hmm. And, yeah. and then see if they or patent trademark and copyright and then, um, they'll talk to you about, obviously you'll consult with them. You'll tell them about what you can offer, what they do. And then if they get that patent, you said it was 20 years. So why is it only 20 years? Do you have to renew it after that or? No, that's, that's the only, that's how long it lasts. They want to open up the technology to other people to use after oh, that, okay. which is actually really hard for the pharmaceutical industry because they spend mm. millions of dollars developing a drug. And after 20 years, the generic companies can come in and sell it for less. Oh, They don't have to pay for the research. Right. Right. So. Right. And so that's, so that's sort of the Interesting. patents are actually listed in the constitution of the United States. And it was felt that by, granting a monopoly on the technology for a limited period of time. It would encourage uh, inventors to publish their inventions mm. so that the public could learn about new technology. Mm. And, and so the deal was rather than keep it secret, you publish it in a patent, other people can learn from it. And that encourages other people to make new inventions. And in return for that publication, you get a 20-year monopoly hmm. on the technology. So uh, other types of intellectual property, trademarks and copyrights, uh, they can be, they have much longer terms. So a trademark can be used as long as you're still using the mark. And copyrights, they've changed the law a number of times, but it could be as long as 50 or 75 years from the the time that the uh, the author of the copyrighted work actually passes away. So, um, so for those kinds of uh, artistic works, the protection period is much longer. Interesting. So. 
Now, what, what's your stance on that? Is that fair? I mean, Elizabeth, you mentioned about the pharmaceutical companies. Um, you know, it's, that's not really too fair. They do all the research, they do all the work, and then 20 years, I guess 20 years is kind of a long time, but what do you think on that? Is yeah. that fair? Yeah, I don't know how fair it is, but, you know, back when they did it, it probably wasn't that fair, but now things are moving so quickly. Yeah. With that, I don't, I think 20 years is probably long enough because mm -hmm. there are new drugs coming out all the time. And especially with the intersection of software and tech with the medical field, there's everything's just changing and very quickly. Mm. And, and what's the most interesting thing that's coming to your office? The most interesting <laughs> like, <laughs> product, you, you said well, consumer product I mean, software. We, we, well, one of the great things about being in this field is you get to see so many inventions and it's just really hard, um, you know, to pick one. Um, I mean, one of my favorites is my wife's invention. Oh, she okay. actually has a patent. On a lingerie product. <laughs> on, a, on a lingerie product. Yeah, really? There you go. That's interesting. High end. <laughs> but but we, we have a lot of, uh, lot of really good creative people come through here and it's amazing what people come up with so for instance on the show this week one of our clients can we talk about that has the one i think one of the coolest things lately if you have a prime parking spot in new york on the street and you're going to leave and somebody else is going to come you can use this app and tell them i'm leaving my parking spot in five minutes and you can have it and then they can, you can pull out and they can pull in. It's called pull-up technologies. Wow. Real and time. And of course, the owner of the, the, the person who has the parking spot can, if they're, can get a fee for that, right? So right. And, and there's an incentive to put ah. your available parking spot uh, out there. And if you've ever tried to park in a major metropolitan area. So people are addressing issues and problems that you you never really even thought were an issue or a problem right you well, those, know and then and then you say well wow that's fantastic you know well those so. are the best companies the companies that find the, <laughs> the the unknown needs and unknown problems of the world um and that's very interesting and you you mentioned consumer products software food and life science of plants is that correct Life, Life sciences. sciences, yeah, you can get you can get patents on on on, on plants. Um, Interesting. And there's kind of a debate right now well, with the uh, partial legalization of cannabis. Mm. Um, there's been a lot of activity um, around trying to protect uh, different plant varieties, different oh, manufacturing really? technologies. Um, but it kind of creates a little bit of a conundrum because technically you're not supposed to be able to patent things that are, are illegal, but the legality of cannabis is really just sort of right on the edge. So um, let's, just, a whole new area. let's just say it was legal, for okay. federally legalized. Um, so you're saying that they are patenting like different types of strains and different types of, I mean, can you patent nature? Or is this something that's chemically brought up by the, the, the farmer? Well, that's, I mean, that's a real good uh, thorny question. Um, and it doesn't just apply to cannabis. It's any, any kind of natural product. And you can't pr uh, protect something that occurs naturally in nature. 
But if humans act on it, if they change it, mm. if they process it, then that, that processing can be uh, protected. And mm. um, there is a whole section of the U.S. Patent Office devoted to plant patents. And so if, if a mentor wants to protect a particular variety of flower or a particular uh, type of corn or, uh, mm. you know, they can, they can file plant patents and, uh, and, and protect those. So, um, so it's, there's, you can protect almost any product that you want. Uh, it's, it's really pretty amazing. The universe of things that can be protected with the patent. So. I guess, I guess that makes sense. I mean, doesn't Coca-Cola, uh, patent their formula? I mean, doesn't, don't beer companies have their own mix that they're allowed to have, uh, patents on? Well, they can patent it, but they usually keep it as a trade secret because mm. the 20-year thing, right? So right. Coca-Cola's been going for a really long time. So I think that's a trade secret, right? Right. And so so not everything everybody always wants to patent is, you know, you can keep if you can keep it as a secret, then that's another way to protect it. Mm. So the Coca-Cola formulation for a long time was kept uh, trade secreted. And nobody could figure out what the ingredients were, and so nobody could duplicate it. And mm-hmm. so that's um, using uh, a trade secret to protect a product. So some food products where you're baking and you're changing uh, the ingredients through heat or cooking, mm-hmm. uh, sometimes they protect those as trade secrets, but then sometimes companies patent them too. Got it. So Richard, I know on the show, you talked about if someone discusses their idea, um, when that, that time starts, that ticking time starts, when they have to either patent it or something like that. Can you explain like, the ideal process of someone who has, has an idea and wants to take it to production? That is a, a great question, and we get that all the time because um, people have an idea they don't know what, when to start and sort of what order to do things. And, mm-hmm. and so really, once you decide that you're pretty serious about pursuing your project, I mean, you want to get some sense of what is the market out there? What is the competition? Are other people selling something similar? Um, but once you receive, once you have a, a, a pretty good business case for moving forward, Um, then you would want to talk with a patent professional. And there's different ways that we can protect the technology so you can uh, move it forward. Um, One way is through an NDA or non-disclosure agreement. Mm, So if you want to talk with third parties, you want to make sure that you get those uh, in place. You also want to do a a search, a patent search or a trademark search. Uh, early on in the process, as soon as you have some idea, uh, some finalized idea of what the project is going to be about, you know, what, what, is your, what is it going to look like? What is it going to do? And then you want to, if the search turns out okay, then you want to file a patent, you know, relatively, relatively soon. Once you file the patent, your patent pending, and then you can go out and really start to commercialize the idea. But um, can I add something here? So if you go out and start talking to people about your idea in depth and you don't have a non-disclosure agreement, that's considered 
a public disclosure. Oh. You have one year in the United States to get a patent after your first public disclosure. Mm. But in many other countries like Europe, you cannot get a patent now because you've disclosed it before you filed for your patent. Oh, really? So, yeah. So the, you, the United States is very forgiving to entrepreneurs. So they give you a year to really see if you can develop the product and sell it, and then you have to file your patent. Mm. But that's why I think a lot of people come over here to start companies because it, we do have laws that, that help people that right. way. Right. Well, I, yeah. I could go for it. So, no, I was just going to say, I mean, most uh, attorneys, uh, patent attorneys offer free consultations and uh, initially, so um, your, your, your listeners and your viewers should, uh, you know, take advantage of that and find somebody that they can feel comfortable with. And um, if you work with an attorney, anything you tell them is subject to the attorney client uh, privilege. So right. the attorney is duty bound to keep it confidential. Um, and so, I mean, sometimes I'll have uh, clients uh, visit us and they haven't even told their spouse yet about their, <laughs> about their invention, but they're telling us, right? Um, so it's, it's, a, it's a sensitive issue for a, a, a lot of entrepreneurs and having that sense that you can trust the person that you're speaking with, I think is, is important. Um, some attorneys will sign non-disclosure agreements mm -hmm. just so that even though their privilege is there, um, you know, our goal is always to make the client feel as comfortable as they can. Mm -hmm. um, but some attorneys will sign those too to give you sort of that extra sense of, of, uh, uh, of comfort. And then that's where the process starts. And then hopefully the attorney can help you uh, figure out a strategy about what needs to be done when and um, how you can protect yourself moving forward. And a lot yeah, of the instance, oh, go for it. So we've had some people come and audition for the radio show, but they don't have a patent yet. Mm -hmm. And we've told them, come on the show unless you get a patent on this or some sort of protection right. on this. Right. Or else because if they would talk about their product, that would start that, that clock, right? Right. So right. what about your grandmother and her inventions? Yeah. You mentioned that before we came on. So we're, we want to hear this story. So we're, we're talking about NDAs. And I'm going to tell you somebody who should have gotten an NDA. An NDA and that is my great-grandfather. Um, oh, this okay. Is, this is um, a business partner of Richard T. James. And Richard T. James is known for inventing something called the Slinky. And, oh, really? Yeah, okay. And so Richard T. James worked um, at a, uh, they were building ships, I believe, uh, naval vessels in Clifford Heights, Pennsylvania. And okay. so my grandma's five years old. And the story is um, her father brought back this slinky, this um, coil. And had uh, my grandma playing with it. And she's five years old and she's playing with it. And she's throwing down the stairs and it would fold over and keep on going all the way down the stairs. And she loved it so much that my great grandfather said, oh my gosh, this, this could be a great you know, business opportunity. So he goes to his business partner at the time, Richard T. James, and says, James, uh, my daughter, Sylvia, she's playing with this slinky all the time. You know, this could be something that we could like make a lot of money on. He took this link. He said, oh, very cool. Okay, yeah, I like it. 
next thing you know, he's out of the office, uh, filed for the patent, and the rest is history. Stole the slinky. Wow. Stole the slinky yeah. from my great grandfather. Had he not stolen it, I would not be here today. I'd be somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, that happens to people on these funding sites too. So if you go, I've heard stories about this. If you go on like GoFundMe or Kickstarter, you have to be really careful because people there can take your idea and file a patent on it if you have it. Right. Oh, right. definitely. And I, I was going to say, a, a lot of our clients, maybe they, maybe they haven't actually uh, had something stolen, but they've had an idea and then they see it out in the public and they say, you know, I had that idea. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I wanted to put backup cameras on cars in the 1990s. <laughs> That's right. And so, and so they say they have another idea. They say, I'm not going to let that happen to me again. Right. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's it's just don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. Like, oh, I had that idea. I just didn't do anything about it. I I spoke with a man who's um, the founder of Portable Electric, and this is uh, portable wind and solar powered generators. And simple concept, right? It's generated. They power food trucks, uh, film production crews anywhere out um, that you can't. You don't have an electrical source to. And it's, it's instead of gas powered. It's um, you know powered by clean energy. And that's what he was saying. He's like, I have people that come up to me every single day and say, I had that idea. And he said, oh, great. Well, what'd you do about it? You know, that, that's just right. the simple truth of somebody that went to an actual attorney uh, and got it figured out and someone who didn't. Um, well, and you bring up a good point because the laws changed in 2013. And before that, it was the first person to invent could have the patent rights. So if you invented it, on Monday and somebody else filed on Tuesday, but you could prove you invented it Monday, then you could get the patent. But that all changed in 2013, and now it's the first inventor to file. So mm. if you invented it Monday and someone else invented it Tuesday and filed Tuesday, you would lose all your rights. That's they would crazy. Get the patent. I that's, know, right? That's awesome, though. But so yeah, <laughs> well, so and so the moral of the story, I guess, is if you have a great idea and you just make a decision about whether you're going to pursue it. And then if you do try to act as quickly on it as, as you can, because you know, time is of the essence, right? When it comes to inventions and inventing and, um, and uh, you know, like you said, don't be that guy <laughs> <laughs> or gal. <laughs> so speaking of time, how long does it take? You know, I meet a lot of social entrepreneurs that, oh, my idea is patent pending. It's patent pending right now. Sustainable drywall. It's patent pending. How long do these patents take to get approved? Oh my gosh. Well, um, it can take a long time. I mean, we have, uh, so uh, we were talking about the 20 year term and how long uh, it's 20 years from the filing of the utility application. And it, so it may be, you know, three or four or five years before you get your granted, granted patent. Mm. And so, you, you and you really only have 15 years of uh, term uh, left, patent term left, because the 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 20 year period includes the time that it's being examined at the patent office, and there is a big backlog. There's a 500,000 case backlog at the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office, and so um, if you just follow the normal procedure. Um, the average pendency is 38 months. Uh, if you um, 
if you if you want to pay to have the examination done more quickly you can pay an additional fee and then you can get the patent examination accelerated in which case you can get your first response from the patent office in a year mm. so um, so if you're in a hurry and you want to get the patent quickly you can but sometimes there's a value in just leaving it patent pending because mm. it's um, it's it's still discouraging to other people um, if your competitor goes to a patent professional and has a patent search done and they find your patent they may not pursue your project right right so having it having it patent pending it serves as a big deterrent yeah you can't actually sue somebody for patent infringement though until the patent is granted so right. um so so it's it's really those are you bring up really interesting questions and those can be strategy discussions trying to decide well should we go for it quickly are you looking for a quick patent or is it better just to let it kind of hang out there for a while definitely um, and so a lot of people in the tech space think that patent they shouldn't get patents because tech moves so fast but if you look at the big players in the tech space microsoft right. apple they all have ibm has the most patents they all have patents like huge patent portfolios mm -hmm. so it really the tech people can use patents and if if it takes five years for the patent to issue but somebody's been selling their product for five years they can't go back and recover damages from that interesting well that's interesting stuff and obviously you guys are full of knowledge on the on these topics on these issues. <laughs> we're full of something <laughs> full of something lingerie well, we got everything questions ahead of time so <laughs> so Let's let's not let's not talk about the show now. Now, how did you make that transition to looking over patents, trademarks, and copyrights all day? To hey, let's go tell the world about uh, what we've learned in the past couple of years. Very painfully, it was really scary. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, we just met Kenya Gibson, who I don't know if she was there when you yep. were there. She's the iHeart liaison it, through networking, and she pitched us this opportunity on iHeart when she moved to iHeart from another station. And we really, since we deal with cutting edge technologies on a daily basis, we try to have our marketing be cutting edge out of the box. So we decided to go for it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, we really didn't know what to expect. Yeah. And, um, uh, you know, it was, it's kind of crazy because sometimes we're talking about inventions and consumer products and people can't even see these over the air, right? right. So all of the all of our, our all of our guests have to be able to describe their project in a way that it can be understood without, you know, reference to pictures or photographs or prototypes. And so we weren't really sure about that. But I think what our listeners really respond to is just I think hearing the discussions and hearing some of the challenges that inventors face mm, when right. you know, they're trying to get the project out there. And what we're hoping is that our listeners realize that these are just ordinary people who have ideas and they decided to take a step forward and put their hat into the ring. And it's really, um, you know, starting a business isn't easy, but 
it happens all the time. Mm -hmm. So if that's your dream, why can't it be you? Yeah. And we hope that people are listening to get a glimpse of the future because we feel like we're putting the future on this show. So yeah. we deal with new products constantly. So for us, you know, it's normal, but a lot of people don't have access to that. So really what you're seeing today on the show, you may be buying next week or next week. I mean, next year. And socialpreneurs such as yourself who have come on the show are really changing society in a positive way with real leaders. And so you will see the effects of what real leaders has been doing hopefully very soon because I think it's a fantastic company. And so you really get to see what's coming down the pipe. Yeah, I agree. Well, you know, we like to inspire the future and then you bring the future to your show. So we're kind of working together in a, in a, in a way, <laughs> in a way, but, yeah. but back to the show, I found what was so interesting was like you said, Richard, people describing what they do when you actually can't see it. I actually found that more of an incentive to go online to passage to profit show. Um, I think it's gearheartlaw.com slash passage to profit show and going online and seeing the actual inventions themselves and seeing links to where I can find their websites. And so I think it was on yesterday's show, somebody was describing uh, cargo fish. And I go, cargo fish? What, what is this? Uh, it's a device that can get a single product to your house through tubes and what? So I had to go online to Passage the Profit, uh, the Gearheart Law slash Passage the Profit, figure it out. And guys, you can vote on that, right? So this is a competition show. Yeah. So, so I get, yeah. So Cargo Fish is very interesting. He wants to make it so that if you have to pick something up that's five miles from your house, you don't drive your huge SUV over and pick it up and bring it back or whatever, that it goes through a system that's developed that they call the physical internet and arrives at your house without using all the energy that it takes to go get it. So. It's it's pretty interesting stuff. Like you said, you're bringing the future on the show. There's no doubt about it. Um, but gear hearts, I gotta ask you before we leave the show. Is there anything, uh -oh. any last words that you would like to add? Um, only that it's been a real pleasure to be here, and um, and uh, you know keep listening and reading about you know real leaders and keep thinking about your inventions and and listen to passage to profit and to say to people that maybe have an idea that everything that you see in this kind of messy cluttered room didn't exist right. before somebody had the idea and the energy to start a company and start designing and making it so and anybody can do it. You just have to have the heart. Coming on the show today it was a pleasure having that connection. Are we back? Yeah, we're back. Okay, yeah. we're back. I was. Hey, well, appreciate your time here on the show, guys. Thank you so much for coming on, Richard. Happy birthday! <laughs> not, not a day over thirty. You're looking great. And um, ho hopefully we'll stay in touch down the line. I'm hoping I can make another guest appearance 
you know absolutely absolutely we'd love to have you back on next time i'm back in new york i'll have to take take a visit and that's going to wrap it up for this show of episode 18 of the really is podcast with richard and elizabeth gearhart from passage the prophet um and tomorrow folks at 10 a.m we have the ceo and founder of plastic bank david katz who is turning plastic waste in the profit if you're interested in more stories Go on our website to real-leaders.com and purchase and get your free Real Leaders magazine today by signing up to our newsletter. I know the Gearhearts are going to be signing up today. And turn that page. (laughs) Get that magazine and turn that page to purpose. Folks, have a great rest of your Monday and always keep it real. For more about the Gearhearts and Gearheart Law, go to www.gearheartlaw.com slash passage to profit show and learn more folks don't be that guy don't be that guy that (laughs) didn't get that patent is looking at the iphone said i thought of it first all right so with that we're gonna end the show and thanks for tuning in always keep it real